3: Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live world, Worldwide. Check it, two hours of your inside look at the world of combat sports. Hour number one, we're talking boxing. Of course, there is a new heavyweight champion as far as a lot of people are concerned. I'm talking about Anthony Joshua, having erased the old guard, Vladimir Klitschko. Of course, in 11 rounds, pretty up-and-down type of fight, an elevator type of fight, meaning both guys went up, both guys went down. The bottom line is the end of the fight. Anthony Joshua standing victorious. We'll talk about that in detail. We'll hear from Joshua. We'll hear from Vladimir Klitschko. We'll hear from the American title holder as well. we'll talk about Deontay Wilder. And the man out in the cold, Joseph Parker, we've got some plans for him, the WBO champion as well. So we've got open phone lines around the planet, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's one 800 878 seven, five to nine at 40 minutes past the hour. We'll be joined by Aaron Snow. I think he knows a little bit about heavyweights having trained champions like Tim Witherspoon. I think Michael dokes as well. And of course, Mike Tyson. So he knows what heavyweights are all about. We're going to have him talk about the heavyweight landscape, what it looks like for the future. And does Wilder have a shot here being the American heavyweight, the 2008 Olympic bronze medals from Alabama. So lots of heavyweight boxing to talk about. Our number two is Mixed Martial Arts here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Our text line. Hit us up on the text line, baby. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show in history, 33-plus years now, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel 203, the American Forces Network, itunes.com stitcher.com tunein.com i can keep going but the bottom line is this is ring talk live on
4: sports byline
5: and that was from that plate around the corner you know the rope adult that was a little bit of the rope adult but he was adult so he got down
2: Eight hundred four eight oh fifty seven oh eight. My joints used to kill me.
5: That's 800-296-0906. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Make a
4: million
6: a man. That's the way it goes.
4: London.
7: I think you've made a few friends here.
4: I love you too, guys. I hope you enjoyed the fight. Both fighters We're really giving it's best. The best man won tonight. And it's an amazing event for boxing. Two gentlemen fought each other. I said gentlemen because boxing came from England. So, truly, two gentlemen fought each other. Anthony was better today than I. It's really sad that I didn't make it tonight. I was planning to do it. It didn't work. But, all the respect to Anthony, congratulations. Love and respect to you guys, 90,000 people present. You're awesome guys. Thank you so much for your support of the sport and of this fight. What will you do next? Are you interested in a rematch? Of course we have it in the contract. I'm right now interested. Analyze what the heck has happened. So, I did enjoy the night as well as you. I wish I could raise my hands instead of being someone that actually didn't make it and want the titles back. But congratulations to Anthony. He got up, he fought back, and he won the titles. Commiserations.
7: Thank you for staying and talking to us.
3: Wow. Vladimir Klitschko, of course, 64-5. and five. Now 54 KOs. Stopped for the fourth time in his career out of five losses. Of course, the only decision loss on his ledger to Tyson Fury. Of course, Tyson Fury now walking around at better than 350, close to 400 pounds. God knows if we will ever see him in a ring. Speaking of the Furies, Huey Fury pulled out of that WBO title fight in New Zealand set for later this month. So the Furies are heavyweight head cases, no doubt about that. But back to the picture at hand i'm talking about anthony joshua 27 years old got dropped in the fifth i mean he was dropped he was hit hard i mean i didn't think he was getting up then he gets up and he wobbles around and you know poor klitschko and i say poor klitschko i say that because he's 41 years old and he's never been a guy that's been able to smell blood really i mean he's been able to knock the obvious guys out when guys are walking and rolling and road reeling around the ring that kind of good stuff but he's never been able to smell blood when there's blood in the water per se I used to be able to smell blood in the gym. When I heard a guy with a body shot in the gym, I knew it, okay? So when you heard a guy in the ring, you've got to know, and you've got to know when to jump on him. Last night, Vladimir Klitschko being the opponent here, of course. He was the opponent. He was the guy that wasn't supposed to win. He was the guy that had the age going against him, the size going against him, the weight going against him. I mean, I can keep going. The bottom line is everything was stacked against him except for experience, okay? And yet he almost pulled it off when he dropped Joshua. But he got dropped himself. And, you know, the fact that, that, that he got up and then didn't finish Joshua, when he dropped Joshua, that's going to be his, how can I put this, that'll be the epitaph, I think, for the career of, of Vladimir Klitschko, not being able to smell the blood in the water. Speaking of the blood in the water, the man that put the blood in the water, Anthony Joshua, here's what he had to say post-fight.
7: As boxing states, you leave your ego at the door. And you respect your opponent. So, a massive shout out to Vladimir Klitschko for taking part. How much respect do you have for this man here? Okay. I'm not gonna say too much because I don't know if he wants to come back and fight me again. But I got, in in, in the terms of the Boxing Hall of Fame and the Boxing Arena, he's a role model in and out of the ring. And I got nothing but love and respect for anyone that steps in the ring. Including Vladimir Klitschko, Vitaly Klitschko, Jonathan Banks, Robert McCracken, Tony Sims, Max McCracken, Peter Sims, Celso, Freddie Cunningham, the list goes on. You can hear I'm a little bit emotional because I know I've got doubters that think that I can't do this and do that. But I dig deep. It is what it is. As I said, if you don't take part, you're going to fail. So just give it a go and you never know the outcome. London, Ukraine... Germany, thank you. I love you all. Thank you very much Anthony Break the fight down for us and how you thought it was going including the knockdown in the fifth and then you were down in the sixth Well, you know, this is boxing I'm only gonna improve You know like look sometimes You can be a phenomenal boxer, but Boxing is about character and when you go to the trenches that's when you find out who you really are. In this small little ring here, there's nowhere to hide. And as I said from the get go, it will be a boxing classic and the best man will win. That's all it is. There's no side, there's no complications about boxing. Anyone can do this, anyone can do it. Just give it a go. As I said, it's about character. Find what you believe in, what you're good at, and just give it a go and keep on digging, digging, and digging. How deep did you have to dig in that fight? <laughs> it is what it is, you can see. I come out and I won. That's how far I had to dig. I didn't, I didn't go into a, a 12 round slugfest and, and and struggle to beat Klitschko. I come back and I fought my heart out and I got him out of there. That's what I'm about. Um, and Fury, Tyson Fury, where you at baby? <laughs> come on, that's what. Is that what you want to see? Come on, we're here man. I enjoy fighting. I love fighting Tyson Fury. I know he's been talking a lot, and he wants to come back and compete. I want to give 90,000 people another chance to witness a lovely night of boxing. I just want to fight everyone, man. I'm really enjoying this right now.
3: There's never been an athlete in the United States, and correct me if I'm wrong, that could put 90,000 butts in a stadium. Tell me who it's been. I mean, think about it. We we haven't. Babe Ruth couldn't put 90,000 people in a stadium. Uh, Jim Brown playing football couldn't do it. Michael Jordan playing basketball couldn't do it. Muhammad Ali boxing couldn't do it. Hulk Hogan wrestling couldn't do it. Ninety thousand people couldn't be done. Yet this kid, twenty-seven years old now, six foot seven, two hundred and fifty pounds, just rock solid. Man, he's a big dude. He's got faults though. He's you know he's not he's not perfect. He's got a lot of faults, and you know, but he gets up off the deck. He got drilled. He got up off the deck, and you know, Klitschko didn't finish him. Shame on Klitschko. As I said earlier. You only get one opportunity if you're you're the opponent. You rarely get that one opportunity. He had the opportunity. He didn't smell the blood in the water. Shame on him. But now, you know, Klitschko moves on to possible retirement. More power to him. Lots of class, man. Let's be honest. 1996 Olympic gold medalist never involved in any outside-of-the-ring scandals, the police, none of that kind of good stuff, you know. I mean, he really has been a clean act and a class act. And, of course, Emanuel Stewart taught him how to box, taught him how to – Save that chin of his. And, you know, that chin isn't that good when he doesn't see punches coming at him. He's been knocked out three times prior to this weekend. Of course, all by left hooks, punches he couldn't see coming. Last night, it was the uppercut that brought the end. So what I'm trying to tell you is that punches he doesn't see will knock him out. But Emmanuel taught him to look straight at guys and just watch their hands, only throw straight punches and not throw punches in, in abundance – and out over exceed yourself and get tired in this and that so he paced himself and for 11 years he went undefeated you got to give him some props like him love him or not whatever you want to say vladimir klitschko if you were to retry, retire right now he's off to the hall of fame six foot seven i never thought he was the monster that that he could have been though because i got to tell you folks if i was six foot seven I'd be destroying people. I mean, destroying them. There's just no doubt about it. With my skill level, I just would. It just would. Well, I, I, maybe it doesn't translate to people that are six foot seven. But I'm telling you, the bottom line is, at the end of the day, these big guys—they're getting better, but they're not as good, nearly as coordinated as the guys say like, six three, six four. Because so I think Riddick Bowe. I think Riddick Bowe in his prime, Riddick Bowe beats both those guys last night. Both of them. Both of them. Probably on the same night. That's when Riddick was in his prime, before Riddick ate himself out of contention. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcasting, of course, 41 years ago yesterday. Jimmy Young, uh, I would think it was Landover, Maryland. Muhammad Ali walked away with the decision after 15 rounds. Very controversial fight. So I'm going to bring in the historian of historians right after this. Of course, talk about Sin City Richie himself, bringing him in from Las Vegas, Nevada. So you can join us on the toll free if you like. one 800 878 play. That's 1 800 878 7529. Or if you want to shoot a text, the Sin City Richie is 415 275 1613. That's Sin City Richie coming up next, talking boxing history. And of course, at 40 minutes past the hour, the great Aaron Snow, the trainer of heavyweight champions like Michael Dokes, Tim Terrible, Tim Witherspoon, and of course, the great Mike Tyson. You are tuned to Sports Byline. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Live.
0: Are the arms that long to lock you inside every day and every night? Girl, and here is the soul of which you've taken control. Can't you see I'm trying?
5: That's 800-405-2561.
9: Hey, I remember this pug.
8: Ex-boxer. His real name was Joey Chicago. Oh, yeah. He fought under the name of Kid Minneapolis. I saw Kid Minneapolis fight once.
10: In Cincinnati.
8: No, you're thinking of Kid New York. He fought out of Philly. He was killed in the ring in Houston by Tex Colorado. You know, the Arizona assassin? Yeah, from Dakota. I don't remember if it was
0: north or south.
8: North. South Dakota was his brother. From West Virginia. You sure know your boxing. Well, all I know is never bet on the white guy.
0: Now, more of Ring Time with Pedro Fernandez.
11: People got to understand this. Here.
0: Uh, we
11: all can have dreams, but the dreamer never takes us. We have to chase the dream.
3: 25 making 26 minutes past hour. we are joined from las vegas by sin city richie the incredible richie jones and rich and i have one thing in common above anything else our dogs are probably our as my best friend same thing applies with you right right rich
10: without question pedro absolutely
3: <laughs> i know some people find, i know there's people scratching their head all around the world right now saying oh, well did he really say his dog's his best friend yeah Richie, 41 years ago yesterday, of course, Jimmy Young walked away uh, without the heavyweight championship in Landover, Maryland. He came in at 17-4, a bit of an opponent, sort of like a tune-up fight for Muhammad Ali. Ali didn't take it all that seriously. And Jimmy Young uh, walked away on the short end of the decision. Now, Joe Venari, one of my listeners, said, uh, you know, he wants to know, was it a robbery? He thinks that Young should have won.
10: Young controlled a lot of the fight. You're right, Ali did come in out of shape. But the problem with me with Jimmy Young was, and I'm a huge Jimmy Young fan, is during that fight especially when Ali would go on the defensive, there were times where Young would duck his head out of the ring to get the referee to break him up. And to me, you know, he, I, kinda, I would penalize him for that. I, I, saw, I score the fight eight rounds to seven in favor of Jimmy Young. I probably would have given him more rounds, but the rounds where he would duck his head out of the ring, I would immediately just kind of lean over and give that to Ali.
3: Okay, I'm looking at the actual scores. The referee, Tom Kelly, scored the fight 72-65. to 65. I guess it was a five-point must system. Uh, J- Judge Larry Barrett at 70-68. That was close. And Terry Morin at 71-64. Mm, two of these guys didn't even have the fight remotely close. It, it was closer in, than that.
10: Oh, without question. Uh, you know, Jimmy Young, you know, he handled Ali. He, he probably had a style that wasn't... Good for Ali, especially as Ali was getting up there in age. No, the, Jimmy Young was a—he was an excellent fighter in a lot of different other eras. He may have been the heavyweight champion of the world, probably for a long time. He was very hard to hit. Just ask George Foreman on that. But again, he would just—he would—he would duck out of the ring during exchanges, and to me, that was kind of tantamount to turning your back on your opponent.
3: Okay, was he sort of like the Carl the Truth Williams to understand? Would you would you put him on that level? Both those guys about the same level as far as heavyweight contenders are concerned.
10: Well, I, he could take a better punch than the Truth for sure, but yeah, I would say yeah, i I'd say that was that's a close and a fair, very fair uh, comparison.
3: Truth was a hell of a character, though, to be in press conferences around things like that. Jimmy Young was so. So laid back, you he, he couldn't get him, get him jazzed on anything. But Carlos Truth Williams, man, you can get him to say just about anything when you stuck a mic in front of him. Great guy to be around. But back to this Ali or around that 1976, of course, he had the fight with with Frazier in 75 in October. Of course, that probably almost killed him over there in the, the thrill in Manila, of course, ending in the 14th round when Joe Frazier's corner man, the great Eddie Futch, my buddy, may you rest in peace, Eddie. I think about you often. Um, stopped that fight before the 15th round. Then Ali went on sort of like, you know, a lackluster Coeur, John Pierre Koopman, he went 50, he, 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 he KO'd him in five rounds, Jimmy Young, Richard Dunn. Then he rumbled with Norton again. And that was probably his, that was probably, he probably took more punishment in that Norton fight than than the other fights, don't you think? Or, or, or am I wrong?
10: He took a lot of shots in that fight, but you know what? I, you know, he gave a lot too. You know, he, he started really fighting flat-footed during this time as he was getting older and in my opinion, I had it very close. I had it very close going into the 15th round and I really thought that Norton sort of let the fight get away from him. He just he basically gave Ali the 15th round. You know, whether or not that he would have still won the fight, it's it's up for speculation, but it just I think Norton should have gone out there and pressured Ali and just continued on Fighting him the way he did in the in the previous rounds, and he just he gave that fifteenth round away. And against Ali, you don't you don't give anything up. I mean, people looked at him as more than just the heavyweight champion.
3: All right, let me take you to Sacramento, California. It was around the year two thousand. We're at some auto dealership. Harold Smith built some auto dealership out of there, up there, out of like fifty or seventy five grand, some incredible amount of money. So he flies everybody in. Ali's there. Larry Holmes is there. Ken Norton's there. And I think Foreman was there as well. So we're about to go on stage, and I'm getting these guys ready in the whole night. I on the PR guy on this one, so I'm getting these guys ready to go on stage. And Ali turns to Norton, and he says, you know, champ, out of the blue. He goes, you know, champ, that last fight, he goes, I think you got the better of me. I think you got the better of it. And Norton started to cry. He couldn't believe it because, you know, he lived his entire life saying, Ali got, I got robbed, Ali got a gift, this and that, but... When he heard it from Ali's mouth, it brought tears to his eyes. So from that point forward, I think he was liberated, sort of free.
10: Exactly. And I think, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard kind of did that when with Thomas Hearns in regards to their rematch. And oh, yeah. I, I understand when the fight just happens, you know, you're not going to come out there and say this. But years later, it goes by. The animosity's gone. And, you know... Ali was Ali was a true champion, and I I'm, I'm glad that he said that. And you know what? It it was it was a great fight for Norton. It was a great night for boxing. Other than the fact that people got their cars vandalized out in Yankee Stadium parking lot, but it was <laughs> it was a great night
3: for boxing fans. Okay. Well, Saturday night, the performance of Anthony Joshua against Vladimir Klitschko. Give me the pros and cons from a historian's point of view, sir. Well, the pros were. Vlad didn't jab and grab. Vlad
10: fought this man. This was a fight of the year candidate without question. And I'm telling you, I never in my life would have thought Vlad would ever be in contention for a fight of the year. And this was an awesome fight all around. Anthony Joshua, he got hurt. He got knocked down. He came back. This was an awesome fight. Probably one of the best heavyweight fights I've seen since, I don't know, since Lennox stopped either Mike Tyson or Vlad's brother. It was an awesome night for boxing.
3: You tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, and I want to welcome my listeners in the United States as well as those around the world listening on the Internet and various Internet platforms. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, twice weekly, 11 a.m. Pacific time on the Sports By live Broadcast Network. My guest, the incomparable Sin City Richie, historian of historians out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, Rich, let's talk about Vladimir Klitschko and his his status. I mean, 64-5, and 5, he hadn't been beaten like 11 years before he lost to Tyson Fury. Oh, let's go to Tyson Fury first. Tyson Fury, are ever going to fight again? He's like 400 pounds.
10: Who knows? I, I understand he he has problems. I know he, he developed a drug problem, etc. Well, oh, Hold
3: on a second, Richie. Hold on a second. Tyson Fury is right here. Right. Uh, he can't talk right now. He's sniffing. But go on.
10: <laughs> right. Exactly. And, again, the last time I've seen a picture of him, yeah, I mean, he looks um, almost morbidly obese. I I got a feeling we've probably seen the last of him as far as a top ten contender. But but who knows? Who knows? But I was I was really proud to see Vladimir Klitschko fight go go out on a shield the way he did without jabbing and grabbing for the better part of twelve rounds.
3: You know, um, well, you know what was missing from his arsenal was the punch that knocked him out. The uppercut. Of course, he doesn't. He gets knocked out when he gets hit with punches he doesn't see, but. He didn't throw any uppercuts last night. And give Joshua some props. He was trying to work the body.
10: Uh, yeah, all night long. I mean, he was shoe shining. Anthony Joshua, in my opinion, is the best heavyweight in the world today. And for all of these people out there that are saying he was exposed, I'm like, wrong. He was revealed. He was revealed as a gutsy heavyweight. And he's just, this fight's going to make him better. And I, you know, I root for all of our American fighters, but I think Deontay Wilder should Out of the same city as Anthony Joshua, let alone not get in the ring with him.
3: Okay, 90,000 people. Has there ever been an American athlete that could put 90,000 people in a stadium?
10: Well, Jack Dempsey, way back in the day against Georges Carpentier, that was, I think, 100,000 or so. And of course, his two fights with Gene Tunney. But, and the,
3: so and they already, also drew, take that back, they drew 90 to 100,000 people out here in Coma, California, Daly City for a couple of those outdoor fights as well. So I, I'm talking about modern era, though. I mean, this guy's doing it in the modern era. And guess what? He sold those 90,000 seats, and he'll sell those 90,000 seats for this next, next fight in a heartbeat, even faster than he did this time.
10: And he's got some really awesome opponents to choose from. You know, uh, Kubrat Pulev, of course. You know, Luis Ortiz. It, the the heavyweight division, I think, is coming back in a big way. Okay. Before
3: I let you go, I think Luis, Luis Ortiz is great. Hey, do you buy your dog snacks from the ninety nine cent store?
10: No, only from PetSmart.
3: Only from PetSmart. What do you get them?
10: Uh, well, Science Diet for her regular food, and of course, I get the the milk bones that Science that the uh, PetSmart. Yeah, and the rejuvenate
3: for her, yeah.
10: getting a little older.
3: Yeah, my do- my doctor recommends the um, the Trader Joe's dog food. He says it's the best pound for pound, no doubt about that. And I mix it with a little salmon or a little tuna each day. Cincinnati, Richie, good talking boxing with you. Great talking dogs with you. Man, you're a class act. We've been together 30-something years, man. You're the, you're the guy. What can I say? I thank you for your time. I feel honored.
10: Thank you, brother. You take care.
3: The great Sin City Ritchie on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, Mike Tyson's trainer, Aaron Snow on Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 203, and the American Forces Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline.
6: The
12: If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace from doctor-approved medical at little to no cost. Many people are now using our brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and feel relief that they haven't had in years. Don't let your back pain get worse. Call 800-507-1148. Call now and get free shipping plus a free easy-to-use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies
8: So check
0: us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
11: Thank you, and thank you for being on 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 this great show, man. A really big show, Ring Talk. Thank you, Pedro.
3: Greatness in the house, folks. The great Aaron Snow on the line, I think, from North Carolina, right, Aaron? Yeah, that's
11: right, North Carolina.
3: How you okay, doing, so Pedro? Not, I'm doing just fine, man. How how are you and the family? Well, everybody's fine, boy. I, I I know Ring Talk was talking yesterday, boy. Oh, boy, the
11: family's fine, and Ring Talk I know was talking yesterday.
3: Well, let's be honest. You know, it's good to have a buzz about the heavyweight division because, you know, I've been sort of boxing impotent to a certain extent because I just can't get up for one or two fights a year. I mean, I need to be excited about something. And now I've got a heavyweight division that's exciting. Of course, we're less than one week away from Chavez and uh, Chavez Jr. and Canelo Alvarez duking it out there in Las Vegas. So right now, boxing's looking real good. And that heavyweight division, I like it, Aaron.
11: Oh, let me tell you. Uh, first of all, Pedro, I'd like to thank you for having me on your, sh- on your show, you and your manager. And second of all, yesterday was something, uh, a throwback, like uh, heavyweight fights of yesteryear. My hat goes off uh, to A.J. Um, and also Klitschko. Uh, Klitschko um, mounted up for the challenge, which is a rare thing in, in this age. For guys that are on the top and long reigning champion to fight the best out there, Uh, Klitschko has nothing to be uh, hold his head down. Uh, He showed why he was and is a great champion. I mean, last yesterday was a throwback of the big time '70 era heavyweight area, and AJ he got down you know pedro like we all the time say you never know how good a young heavyweight is until he meets somebody that can really fight and yesterday was that kind of fight it had that kind of drama it had that kind of build up and it
3: build up to the billing.
11: don't you think
3: i think he did the uh the champion of trainers, folks, the expert of experts, Aaron Snow is our guest, of course. Anthony Joshua was knocked down in round six, and here's where I fought Vladimir Klitschko, is that there was all this blood in the water, and he couldn't smell it, he couldn't finish him. Had he stepped on the gas right then and there, and really, really, really stepped on the gas, and just went for it, and threw balls to the wall, I think he might have got Joshua out of there, man. He was, he was... Well, well, he was, well you could, Pedro, you, you you, have to look at, it. it, it was...
11: A strategic fight. Okay. And as as the rounds went on, when when, uh, when uh, AJ knocked him down, Klitsko down, mm-hmm. you know, it took something out of him. But Klitsko came back uh, and uh, and and knocked him down later in the late later round, a couple rounds from that. You know, if he was a younger man and was knocked down, he could get back up, knock the guy down, and pull the trigger. And that's what happens when you have a guy in there that's an older, outgoing champion, who's a great champion, and you witness the changing of the guard. And I tell you, for instance, when Rocky Marciano fought uh, Joe Lewis,
2: yeah. Joe Lewis
11: was in his later years, he was aging. Joe Lewis had him hurt, Right. And so did Walcott. But the young taggers showed that he's in his time and he's hard to beat. Lewis couldn't pull the trigger when he had him hurt. And uh, Rocky Marciano said, I'm the new guy in town. I'm the champion. And the same way he did with that uh, pitcher moment with Walcott that you all the time see on the walls where he disfigured his face. Walcott was giving Marciano a run for it. And was basically looking like he was going to knock him out, and yeah, no and, uh, and and Marciano came back and bingo, in the same way with uh, a young Muhammad Ali with invincible Sonny Lister. you know, Three, Ali sitting, Ali sitting on the stool saying, "I can't see, I something's in my eye," uh, and uh, Angelo grabs him and push him out there. You know, it's that kind of drama. In the, in the in the punch that hit them all, it was a, fan, a phantom punch. It wasn't that; it was it, it was blazing lightning things things that you don't uh, see coming at you, get you. And what really got Klitschko knocked down, what I seen, was an off rhythm punch. Uh, most of the time, uh, punches come in rhythm. And AJ threw a left hook, and he followed it up with an uppercut. And that uppercut hit Klitschko. Dead smack on the button, and he didn't see it coming.
3: But that's and the way he's been. That's the way he's been beaten. The three of it and three of his prior uh, losses. The only loss by decision was the Fury. But if you can hit him, if you can throw punches at him, he can't see like those hooks. I think Corey Sanders threw southpaw right hooks at him. The other guys threw Ryan. left hooks at him. He, if he gets hit with punches, he doesn't see. He doesn't take them too well.
11: Well, he, he don't take them too well, but you see, you see where Klitschko learned uh, experience before when he got he uh, got knocked down, uh, like with a Oliver McCallum, he totally lost his composure. He didn't know how to handle it. Uh, last night when he got knocked down, you seen his experience come out. You know he tied him up. He withered a storm. He came back because uh, you know the the fight was nipping nip tough, man. It was yeah, it anybody's was. fight. Yeah. It was anybody's fight. And A.J. showed that he is the man of the hour and the time. He rose okay. to the occasion. You know, most young guys with that much pressure, 90,000 people, man.
3: Pedro, <laughs>
11: do you remember Julio Cesar Chavez down in uh, Mexico City in the second Stadium who has the record, uh, by the way, for the largest crowd? With Hogan, uh, uh, Hogan. Oh, you
3: know, ba- ba- oh. baby, you know, you know, was the biggest crowd though, of all time was a Luisito Espinosa fight over there in the Philippines. They had like seven hundred thousand people there.
11: Yeah, well, I, I fight. know. I
3: kid you not. I'm going to go back and yeah, check on that. But you know, I know what you're talking yeah, about the Mexico thing with Greg Hogan. But Greg Hogan, yeah, yeah, so
11: remember to what, What's that Pedro? That's
3: when that's when Hogan sold that fight by calling all those guys cab drivers. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah.
11: But but last night was a uh, 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 special time in boxing, uh, Pedro. Uh, I think we have a heavyweight champion in uh, Anthony Joshua that's bringing the fans back. I mean, social media was lit up uh, yesterday about this young man. And before the fight, social media was lit up. Um, let me
3: look. He let me has go the, that
11: charisma.
3: Okay, let me go through uh-huh. the top ten for you real quick. Anthony Joshua, forget oh. Klitschko right now. Anthony Alexander Povetkin's got steroid problems. Wilder, Kubrick, uh Kubrick, Pulev. This is the name that I like. Luis Ortiz. Nobody will fight this guy, will they? I mean, he's he's he throws in. He's better inside than Buster Mathis and Joe Frazier, I think. Yeah,
11: he is. And, 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 and that is a great challenge for uh, Anthony Joshua. Uh, but uh, if I was Klitschko, <coughs> I would dust my trunks off. And I would come back at it. <laughs> I'd take a guy like Ortiz on. I believe Klitschko. Klitschko last night, the way he performed, would have beat all the rest of the top ten last night. But he just couldn't beat Anthony Joshua last night. And Klitschko said something that I have uh, utmost respect for him. He wins like a champion, he loses like a champion. He He said that the better man
3: won. What a champion, man. What a champion. No doubt about that. Aristotle is, I guess, the trainer of champions. Aaron, on uh, April the 30th, 1976, 41 years ago, yesterday, I believe, Jimmy Young and Muhammad Ali fought in Landover, Maryland. 15-round decision. Jimmy Young, a lot of people thought, won a whole lot of rounds, didn't get the decision. Was that a bad decision that
5: night?
11: Well, I don't think it's a a bad decision. You have to uh, beat the champ. I mean, really beat him. You know, and... uh, a lot of people said he was on the borderline, uh it was close and he had it going his way, he just didn't go take it off for the making to be champion and be the great champion like uh, uh Muhammad Ali. You gotta beat the champ, man. You well, gotta yeah, whoop I, the champ. Guys no, like that, you gotta <clears throat> you gotta beat the beat the champ.
3: You got, a, meaning, you got a good point there. Plus, he was sticking his head out of the ropes and this and that. But yet, Ali had that rumble with Ron Lyle. That was a. That was, I mean, Ron was rocking Ali, man. Ron was rocking and rolling that night.
11: Yeah, well, Ron Lyle, shoot. Him and him and George Foreman had, has to be the all-time great fight. It was something like last night. Uh, Ron Lyle gets knocked down. He gets up, knocked George Foreman down. George Foreman gets up, knocked Ron Lyle down. It, it was that kind of drama. When he fought, as you talking about Ron Lyle, when he fought Foreman. I mean, this is kind of things that you look for. This is why people want to pay to see uh, the heavyweights. They want to see those big bombs. They want to see somebody get down, knocked down on the deck, get up. And they want to see a fight. And last night, boy, did they see a heavyweight fight, man? I'm excited. Mostly everybody that um, uh, I talk to. They're excited from last night. It gives uh, everybody a, a, a good uh Shot in the arm. Feeling. Yeah, man, it gives everybody a shot. Hey, man, if you don't want to go interview this young kid, something something's wrong. You know, th- hey, look, Pedro, I know you've done interview him before, but shoot, man, you got to get this young kid on, 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 on your show. And, and, I mean, he comes on here, he'll really
3: take off like a rocket, shoot. Well, I've been this, trying to get him on. You know, the
11: ring talk. He- I can get him on there for you. I talk to Hearns. He, he'll, he'll get him on there. He, he'll put him do, on do there, me. man. This do is me a favor. Best. Hey, hey. hey look, look, he is not going to be the greatest or the or, or anything unless he comes on ring talk. That's the only reason
3: why I'm here. Hey, good you point. Got hey, great me, hey, Aaron, Aaron, let me tell you a little Ron Lyle story. I'm sitting in, in the 110 degree heat of Johnny Taco's gym, and I think he's got a fan going. This is like 19 eighty seven, eighty eight, something like that. And I'm jumping rope uh-huh. in there and, and Ron Lyle standing next to me, he's talking to me. He knows I'm a cop, an ex-cop, so he's calling me Copper. So I said to him, right. Ron had been convicted Ron had been convicted of murder. He was the nicest guy in the right. entire world, but he had he had a murder beef against him, okay? So I said to him, I said, I'm jumping rope, go, you know, Ron, if you ever told me you were gonna kill me, I'd take you dead serious. And he started <laughs> laughing like you would not believe man. He took it as a joke that I meant it as. I mean he was a good guy. I missed him. I had a good, and he was out of Colorado, but I had a good, I had good times with him yeah. at Johnny Tacos Gym, and we used to see each other at the fights in Vegas and around the Vegas area. This and Ron Lyle was a good guy. Ron Lyle don't get the props he deserves.
11: No, he he don't. Uh, you know, he was ended up uh, being a, a security guard at the uh, Magnum uh, Hotel. I used to stop by there and talk to him all the time, and uh, Bobby Lewis. Who trained uh, a lot of fighters? I used to train Ron Law too. He was uh, what 19 1970 amateur coach Bobby Lewis. was. he ended up train. He was training fighters uh, for Don for a while. Bobby Lewis, but uh, yeah, Ron Law was something uh, uh, unique and special, man. Could that could he kick? And you talk about fight. How about Ernie Shavers and Ali? Ooh,
3: That's good That's good point. That took place in nineteen seventy-seven. Of course, I think that was September 29th, If my memory serves me correctly, of course. Wow, that was was that Yankee Stadium? Yeah, yeah. no, Madison Square Garden. Right. That was a yeah, garden.
11: Was, it was a New York. Yeah, but them guys fought, man. They they didn't. They, they were worried about knocking a person out, man. They they wasn't worried about winning or losing. Uh, the famous thing that uh, uh, Aaron Pryor he said it best. Aaron Pryor said, "Look, I'm going to either knock somebody out, or they're going to knock me out. And all the time while I'm fighting, that's what I'm trying to do. And and you, what well, what what a statement! You know, that's the way them guys in that era. That's the way they fought. But that's what makes it exciting. You know, and that's uh, state huh?"
3: And that's why you are the great Aaron Snow, man. I thank you so much for your time. Each and every time you come on the show, I feel blessed. And I thank you. And I thank your wife for allowing you to have this time with us, man. The best to both of you this weekend.
11: All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, Pedro. And Ring Talk, let me tell you, we're going to get Anthony Joshua on Ring Talk because he ain't going to be great until he comes on Ring Talk.
3: The great Aaron Snow, folks, the trainer of Chabby, is on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
5: 800 223 That's 800
13: Once more, eight hundred seven fifty-eight
12: oh seven twenty-five. Listen closely. You don't have to live with knee pain. You heard right. If you're 65 or older and suffering from knee pain, you may qualify for an advanced pain-relieving brace at little to no cost to you. Doctor-approved medical, America's trusted resource for knee braces, will work with Medicare or insurance benefits to see if you qualify for these knee braces. Many people are now using our knee brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief they haven't felt in years. The only way to see if you qualify is to call us. 800 816 One of our friendly experts will handle all paperwork and have it delivered for free. Don't let your knee pain turn into something worse. Find out now about these advanced knee braces now covered by Medicare or insurance benefits. Call now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy-to-use pedometer. 800-816-0365. 800-816-0365. 800-816-0365. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promise subject to qualification while supplies last.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Checking the text line, Joshua vs. for surprisingly a good heavyweight championship fight. The best in a long time, plus the behind the scenes, they were both gentlemen, both in and out of the ring. Not the WWE style of smack talking we hear about these days. Very classy, of course, that comes from the very classy himself, Ron Wong. Of South City. Now, we are just six days away, of course, from Julio Cesar Chavez and Canelo Alvarez. Of course, Chavez has Nacho Berestine, the great Nacho seen the Hall of Fame trainer in his corner. And we think, a lot of people think, that's going to be the big difference here. That's going to make this fight competitive, and that gives Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. a shot. But get this, folks, six to one, say the odds makers. Six to one, and yet Hector Martinez. The former the two-time Golden Glove champion, the manager of Roberto Duran, says he's betting on Chavez Jr. at 6-1. He thinks Barristain is the key to the big upset here. Wow, that's going to be six days away, of course, coming to you live on Pay-Per-View from Las Vegas, Nevada. I will be at Ricky's Sports Theater in San Leandro, California, of course, to watch that fight. You can check out Ricky's online at rickys.com or come on by Ricky's Sports Theater on Hesperian Boulevard near East 14th Street in San Leandro, California, next Saturday for the big fight. I'm talking about Chavez and Canelo Alvarez live at Ricky Sports Theater in San Leandro, California. Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. Most importantly, don't forget, you're tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline. Thanks to my guest, Sin City Richard, of course, the great Aaron Stoll. Until then, peace, love, lots of respect.